Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. My guest today was once best known for being the wife of Noel Gallagher and together being two of the biggest icons of the 90s Britpop scene. But today, Meg Matthews is known for an entirely different reason. Now an advocate for the menopause, in 2018, Meg founded Meg's Menopause, an online platform dedicated to breaking the stigma around the menopause and supporting and informing women. Since then, Meg has been shouting from the rooftops about the menopause, doing talks around the country and reaching women everywhere. Her book, The New Hot, is a brilliant guide to the menopause, from the 34 symptoms, how to speak to your GP about it, the pros and cons of HRT, how diet and exercise can help, and so much more. When I met Meg, she talked to me about her own experiences of the menopause, and how long it took her to realise it was the menopause, and all of the alternative remedies she tried before starting HRT. We talk about how the menopause still isn't being talked about enough, and how it's women in their 20s and 30s who should be hearing more about it. It was so brilliant to chat to Meg about her own experiences and the work she's doing to support women. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy. Welcome, Meg, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We're sat in your beautiful pink home, aren't we? We are indeed, yes. We're sat on a lovely rug. I've got a cup of tea which you've made for me. Um, It's so lovely to have you on. Um, Before we get delving into talking about your book, Mm -hmm. um, I have to ask you about the 90s. It feels like you were in the middle of a huge cultural moment. Uh, I was. What was that like? (laughs) Well... When you're actually in it, when you're in the middle of it, you don't really, you don't think, oh my God, this is happening, this is happening. You just don't. I think it's like anything. It just was like a daily life, wasn't it? I didn't, it's not until later, like now, when I look back of going to number 10 and the meeting, the people that I met and the places that I went and the experiences that I had, I'm like, wow, it was, you know, and a major, you know, movement with music, with politics, Britpop Britain, you know, once again was like, you know, it was, um, 
it was a good time, especially because I am a very Labour and a very socialist. So, um, you know, it was just all of that stuff happening was just, it just seemed great. I mean, that is a real iconic image. You and, you know, your then boyfriend in front of number 10 and then inside meeting Tony Blair. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things that if you said to someone, name an image that sums up the 90s that yeah. was it and it was that feeling I think I was my fingers and he was saying to me actually this is what Tony Blair said I said oh my mum is a real socialist and you know she works for the coal board and she's at this and he, I remember him saying well then she won't really like me <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh okay you know that was quite funny and then I got taken then Sherry took me upstairs and I went to their flat and I walked around and I went into like his office and he had a guitar and he had a, a gold disc from Oasis up there and then there was like tomato ketchup on the table and the it was just completely, it was, I mean, the flat was not very nice. It hadn't been done up, I don't think, since like the 1950s. Yeah. They just, they said they just moved straight in after, um, what's the name, had left. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it wasn't done up, it wasn't nice at all, really. It was, I was quite shocked, actually, when I was like, oh, okay. Just, you know, a very normal um flat what an incredible really. privilege to be yeah you know, know. shown the inside like, i know. know come on she said oh would you want to come and have a look at the flat i was like yeah okay <laughs> i'll come and have a look at the flat have a nose <laughs> yeah but it's not the i have been back again which is great i've also been back again where i basically um for my oh um i i helped get a uh, a law pass called lucy's law okay so I've been back again and I was um, in at a garden party. It was about stopping puppy farming in the UK and having live animals in pet shops. And um, I did this with Mark Abrahams and a couple of other people. And also I went back again then and that was quite amazing because I went on my own merit yes. then. So, you know, I was like, you know, walking around and I got, you know, addressed and said, you know, what a fantastic job and stuff. So, yeah, I've been twice now. That's impressive. Ten number 10, yeah. There aren't many people, you know, who I've met anyway, <laughs> yeah. who, can, who can say that. Yeah. So you spent the last few years shouting from the rooftops mm-hmm. about the menopause, haven't you? I have indeed, yeah. Um, and many of us are grateful for that. Yeah. You know, and I've had this conversation with lots of my friends where... So I'm 41 and I feel like, I feel like there probably has been conversation happening, but it's been aimed at women in their 50s. Mm. And we need this conversation to be aimed at women in their 20s and their 30s so that when it happens, we're ready for it. You're ready for it. Yeah. And we now know that perimenopause can last up to 10 to 15 years. And also if you have like bad PMS um, and then you've got perimenopause days where your estrogen levels are, you know, are dropping you will feel shitty and you know and why should you really be feel like this and then have that week where you want to you know stab your partner eat pounds of chocolate and have that and then have your period another week and i mean how many good days does that leave in a month hardly not many you know, not many no. and um you know it's all about prevention and this is everything that i want to do you know i i you know you don't you know, at the age of 40, I think that every single woman in the country, this is what I want to lobby and, and go forward, will receive a letter, uh, an email or a letter, was stating what perimenopause is, what uh, the menopause is, what postmenopause is. I had never even heard of the word perimenopause till six years ago. Didn't know, it didn't come anywhere in my psyche. I thought I was a well-read woman. There was just nothing out there. 
And I was really shocked that, you know, that I, my symptoms, I watched Sex in the City, I saw Samantha have her hot flushes, you know, and, you know, that's all the bit that I could think of. There was nothing on EastEnders, there was nothing in Brookside, you know, Anna Frill having the first lesbian kiss on Brookside, and, you know, why isn't, you know, Bet Lynch having a hot flush behind their, you know, the Rovers? We have LGBT, we have mental health, we have rape, we have cancer, we have everything, but it's, and it's going to happen to every single woman. Yeah. in the world and it's just not talked about or it's not out there well it is starting to be now I was just looking through my phone and I was looking at 2017 when I was on Lorraine and um and I launched my website in 2018 and Lorraine sent a camera crew down and who would have thought that who would have gone I wouldn't have gone to a launch of a, men, a menopause, menopause website because I basically was one of those people who thought it's never going to happen to me. Yeah, Happen, I'm not happens happen. to old women, doesn't it? Old women, and, you know, I was 48, 49, and mine was um, the estrogen, as we know, the estradiol, which is the 90% of the estrogen that we need, the one that basically now is, um, uh, as we know, is is really connected to dementia in women. Um Women in the menopause, we have more strokes and heart attacks than men do. So if you think of men, you know, um, 16 pints of beer and, uh, you know, eating, you know, fish and chips and pies. That's what I would have thought. But we, we are overtaking them. And then also one out of two women. So two out of three women will have a stroke or a heart attack. And one out of two women will have osteoporosis. Because as our ovaries stop producing estrogen, we need estrogen for our bones, for our heart, for our brain. So more, all my um, my lack of estrogen took me to a very dark place. So mine was all, I was overwhelmed by life. I found everything way too much. Like, and I, and I could do anything. Just, you know, I was just one of these people that, you know, life never fazed me. And all of a sudden, I couldn't drive my car. All of a sudden, I didn't leave this house for three months. I just didn't really wash my hair, which I haven't done today. But anyway, <laughs> I hadn't, you know, I would, you know, just basically set the alarm and, you know, and Aeneas would come down and she'd get an Uber doing her GCSEs. And then my partner would go to work and I would just sort of get back into bed and... Do you know, really didn't know what was going on, and you know, the, you know, around also, you know, the taboo and the shame around taking antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, which I think should be stopped as well because there's a lot of shame around that. Yeah. So I was on antidepressants, but of course, it, you know, it wasn't really helping me because what I needed was to put estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone back in my body so you were diagnosed with depression from your no, GP I wasn't. You? I just kept going and bursting into tears at the GP kept going why what's going on wrong with me I can't sleep I've got aching joints I'm putting on weight I'm not eating what's going on um you know and I would just run through all this stuff and and then you know you have like eight to ten minutes but then at the end of it I would just always just burst into tears and just be like oh, look, I just can't cope with life just give me anything you know, but nobody was going right. Well, let's have a think. This could be the menopause because I was just like life. I can't cope, and yeah. so they were just like, "Well, we, here we better give you this." Have you had suicidal thoughts? I was like, "No, I just can't really cope." So they gave me antidepressants. I was on antidepressants for a good couple of years. It didn't really make any difference, and then I went to an AA meeting, and I um, 
it basically was going, I might as well have a drink because what's life about, you know, you know, this is, is this what, you know, I'm reaching 50, is this what life is at 50? Mm. I don't really seem to have a life. I feel like I'm in a sandwich effect. I'm, you know, worrying about my daughter. My mum has passed away. I'm worrying about my dad. You know, everything was just like way too much. And um, as I left the meeting, this woman knocked, um, she sort of said to me, oh, um, I think you're going through the menopause. And I was like, oh, cheeky thing. You know I mean? <laughs> That's my gran, I thought, who was, you know, with a little stick yeah. and grey head and very frail, which all our grands seem to be a lot, you know, very frail. Um, and... And um, that's what I, when she said menopause, that's what I would just sum up as a lady, not someone like me. And anyway, I then went to my gynecologist, Sarah Matthews at the Portland. I booked in, it, the penny dropped as, as I was getting an Uber back from the meeting. I just thought, she gave me a number and I, uh, and I thought, yeah, I'm gonna call her. You know mm. when the penny, you don't know why, but you just have that moment. Yeah. I called her, I was on the phone with this woman for hours. Was she, she just another person at the AA meeting yeah. who'd been listening to you and yeah. then thought, hang on a minute, I know I, what's going I, yeah, on here. Yeah, she was, she's not, nothing, no medical, no anything. She basically, she then started sending me pictures of everything, the estradiol, the progesterone, wow. the testosterone. She was the one who told me about NHS menopause clinics. Everything that I learned, I learned from this person. I had no idea there was NHS. I didn't know that I had to go and ask to be referred to by my GP to get testosterone because it's not licensed for women in the UK. So all this was from one woman who wow. just sat on the phone and she wasn't even English, she was Brazilian as well. Isn't that amazing though, that, that you know you happened to go to that meeting mm. and you chose to open up about how you well, were feeling? Yeah, well, that's the way God works, doesn't he? And, you know, that's the way that these things happen, and they always seem to, you know, this is why it happens, you go, wow, you know, yeah, he works in mysterious ways. And um, and then I went to Sarah Matthews, and she was there, and she just said to me, I, you know, I did sort of say to you, Meg, that, you know, this was your last coil, but, you know, but I, did, I didn't take it on board. She'd already said to me, you know, this will be your last coil, so we'll be taking that out soon. She said that to me because it lasts like for five years. So she was already telling me, she said, when we looked at my records, I said, let's look at the records. She had been talking to me. I had not taken anything in. Yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. So she gave me straight away the gel, gave me the progesterone. Now, in my head, I was like, oh, this is hormones. Maybe I'm pricking my finger, doing blood tests. Is it all like this? How much a day? I was just a bit. She went, no, you just put it on, rub it on your inner thigh. And I was like, really? I can do that? You know, well, what about, you know, estrogen dominant, HRT, breast cancer? And I know there's just, a lot of scare headlines around HRT, aren't there? I think yeah. a, lot, a lot of women really kind of Go struggle, struggle with that decision. With it. And it's all, and that is synthetic HRT, and that is uh, HRT that you take in a tablet form, and it goes through your liver, and it causes clotting. This is a gel that goes straight into your bloodstream. It's derived from the yam, the same as the estrogen progesterone, derived from the yam. Also, when you're perimenopausal now, you can take this for a few that week that you're not feeling so good. You can take it. And then when your period stops, you stop taking it. And it helps hundreds of women. It's all about prevention. It's not this like, you have five years. This is what I remember about it. You had five years for HRT. It was synthetic and used to wait like 45, 46. And because you're only allowed to take it for five years. This is what I remember my mum was talking about. Yeah. 
So, you know, all of a sudden now you can take this gel and it until you're 100 years old. And what it is doing is we are basically going to, number one, help the NHS because of hip replacements, because of fractures, um, dementia, um, heart attacks. I mean, we will, you know, take a lot of pressure and strain off the NHS if every single woman is going there with all of these symptoms. Yeah. Like I was going there thinking, you know, I was depressed and I kept going back over and over again. I hardly ever went to the doctor. You know, and if this is all in a letter for, a, you know, just a simple thing, the sums it right up. I mean, I could write it in three paragraphs, really, and explain to women that, you know, like at 50, you get told you have to have a mammogram and, you know, you have to have a smear. But, you know, um, within this letter, it will say your mamma will tell you about your mammogram. It will tell you about your smear. Um you know, and also it will tell you about a DEXA scan, which is a very simple scan. Keep your clothes on and it tells your bone density. Mm. Um, it's not an expensive one. It's not like a big um, MRI where you're in a, in a huge thing. It's just a light that goes in your hip and it does your spine. And I was diagnosed with osteoporosis at 48. And I didn't take any medication. And last year on World Menopause Day with Dr. Louise Newson at her wellness, I did a DEXA scan there. Um, the year before, 2018, I had osteoporosis and now I'm on the border of osteopenia and um, and not having it. So I'm just wow. on the border. And that was just by taking six pumps of estrogel a day. That's and amazing. And doing weight-bearing exercises. The weight-bearing exercises, that's really important, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So things like um, using weights. Using and... weights. So you can see mine are all just all behind there. You yeah. see it's very easy. I've got a mat there. The weights are behind there. You throw that down there. Put your YouTube on. You know, and you can do 40 minutes, 30 minutes, and, you know, you don't have to have a, an expensive trainer. You know, I think Richie Swan is amazing. I do him on, he does 10 o'clock Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays on Insta Live, And you can do catch up his IGTVs, they're like 40 minutes. Or there's Heather Roberts, who's another one who you can also do if you just want to, and there's millions of them on there. Yeah. And they're not repeat. I hate it when they repeat the, you know, when, when you know... Like, you're going to say, oh, now you've got to do another, you know, 40 seconds of burpees. She doesn't repeat anything. That's good. So when you go through it, you're just like, you know, you're not going, oh, yeah, now I've got to get back to burpees. Now I've got to do a sit-up. She just does. Keeps you on your tools, literally. Yeah. And she doesn't speak and she has music playing and she just shows you 30, um, 20 seconds shows you how to do it. And then 40 seconds you do it and then you do stop again for 20 seconds. You watch do the next one and that's it. That's so good. And it's easy and it's done. Brilliant. Yeah. So when you started taking the HRT gel, how did it change how you felt? I My night sweat stopped within four to five days. I mean, I used to be drenched at night. Like, I'd just wake up like I'd have a a bucket of water over me. But I never really had a hot flush. I never really had um, the hot flushes. So that was, you know, we were all completely different. But then I had, um, I went to quite a dark, you know, dark, lonely place within this um, mentally. So mine was more mental health issues with this and that's why it was such a major thing for me to come out and talk about it because mm. I didn't want women to have to suffer and mm. I just thought, gosh, nobody's talking about this and I kept thinking of all the, the women that I loved and all the women that I looked up to and I've read, you know, so many books of theirs and they're all over a certain age but no one's ever talked about it. And I think it's like the new Me Too movement 
and I just feel very lucky that I was at the, the beginning of it. In 2017, I was making my products because I was walking around Boots and I was thinking it's not vegan, there's nothing natural, they're in plastic, I hate plastic, you know, they need to be in sugarcane husk, they need to be made in Britain, they need to be, you know, packaged in Britain. So was that, your, was that your motivation, was that your inspiration for starting yeah, your product Yeah, because line? I was walking around Boots and I was just like, oh, what, I need a lubricant, oh my God, there's, there's Durex. And I don't want that near, next to my bed with the teenagers in my house. And then Vagifem and Fenfresh and all those things, I had no idea it was about pH balance. I thought it was women who had smelly vaginas. Yeah. I really did for years. I used to look in people's bathrooms and see they, you know, deodorants or washes and I think, ooh, you know, but it wasn't. It's all about not using your soap because it's about 4.8 and we need to keep our pH balance down there like about 3.5 so it's very important and also as you know as as when babies or um and you have a baby girl and 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 the vulvas are really plump mm. as we get older they just get flatter and flatter and basically they sort of open and i would find that jeans would chafe me and when i was working out so then i made a balm that you could just rub on it so it's like a moisturizer that's amazing. You know. See, I learned so much about this from reading your book. Yeah. Because I, this is all new to me, completely new to me, because, yeah, you know, but, people yeah. haven't been talking to women in their, in their 30s yeah. about this. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you make the point in your book that we spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on face creams and yeah, and our collagen, but we don't. Down there, and that is just as important. It makes babies. We have orgasms. It's great for sex. It's such an important part of our bodies. And, you know, most women, like I say, get a mirror. Who looks at their vaginas in a mirror? Everyone goes, oh, no. And I'm like, why? Why aren't you looking? We're a nation of prudes. And I, and I hold yes. my hands up. I am fairly prudish. Like, you and I, I think, are the opposite. Yes. Because you're so comfortable talking about sex. Yeah. And, you know, I was watching an episode of... Um, Loose women, were we, yeah. were you, was it loose when women? I, yeah, when I and you talk about, about masturbation. I know, and they were telling me they were going off con Meg. You can only say if you say it more than five times, off con we're going to go mad. Sometimes. I was just surprised to let you say it at all. No, they, they the, said I could say four or five. Things the four women mad. are just sitting there, and like you know, Stacey Solomon, and you know, they're everyone all else, like, and like their, their faces don't even flicker when you say it. Yeah, no, it was. They were really excited because before, actually, before you actually go on, they all talk to you beforehand. You know, what I mean, before it goes in. So as you sort of walk on, it's like you've already. They already know. They've got things in their ears. They know exactly what we're going to say. They. they They've, the the producers have already been in the, the dressing room with you and they said what are you talking about and yeah. you know so they you know it's not like I've come out and said it and they've gone oh my god you know, <laughs> stop filming they know yeah they just said and I you know and then I was just like you know this is the, what the more I was reading about it the more like when you have your loss of you know your libido and then it's you know but you still want to be intimate but then as soon as you do you want to cuddle and, and be with your partner then that usually just means sex let's turn over and have rampant sex but you're a bit like no i just not really feeling that so there's you know that that whole you know bit is also quite you know you need to be able to talk and be able to be very open with your partner and then also for them you know, they can just buy a little blue pill now behind the counter at Boots. They don't even have to go to the doctor. You know, there was nothing done for any of us women, but that was put straight out there for them. Yeah, priorities. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and then and then also when we go through, you know, like, 
you know, it's harder to, you know, when you don't, it's like, you know, you you you, you don't really know when, when it's actually gone. You just sort of think, oh, I've had sex for ages, mm. you know. And then all of a sudden, and then when you go to have sex again, after reading lots about it, it is harder to have an orgasm, and especially when you're in the menopause. So there's all these things. So it is better to keep it going, like, you so, know. So that was the point you were making on those women, wasn't it? Yeah. The more you masturbate, the, the better, better it is. is. Yeah, and there's so many great bullets and toys out there, and, you know, and if your husband's in the shower or whatever, you can just do one in bed, or if you want to do it in the shower. But it's just good for you, because when you have an orgasm, the blood and the every, you know, serotonin and endomorphins and oxytocin, I mean, we just, it's so good for us. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So why do you think that in 2020, we're still not talking about this enough? I mean, is it some kind of like deep rooted shame that we feel because, you know, going back generations, our primary function was to have families. And when that fertility suddenly disappears, we feel ashamed Mm. about it. But, you know, that clearly we've moved on so much since then. So why are we still feeling this reluctance well, to talk about it? Well, re- when we basically, if we think of Adam and Eve and we look back then, okay, we would have basically been dead by now as women. We wouldn't have been living. So we would have been fertile from maybe the age of 13 or 14. And, and then we probably would have um, had children and probably wouldn't have lived much over 40 something. So we were not really, I don't think we were made to actually live without our ovaries working and making um, progesterone. We know we weren't supposed to be living to our 90s. We spend more time being unfertile now than we do fertile. Of course, you yeah. Know? yeah. And, you know, we, the, the right age for to have a child, or they say the best age is 32, you know, you know, by 38, 39, then they're not really wanting you to freeze your eggs anymore. They don't, you know, and this is the other thing about is when I'm doing these talks, it's like when I speak to these rooms and I'm with talking, you know, lots of, lots of women in there, I think it's really important that we do say that, you know, you know, it's not as easy as we think getting pregnant and IVF is very expensive. And also, you know, the more women I'm seeing in their early 40s and one out of a hundred women will be menopausal between the ages of 40 and 45 Mm. and one in a thousand in their 30s 
So, you know, it's when I do talk about the menopause, I also, you know, because I can see all these young girls sitting there, I'm like, you know, really think about this because, you know, it's, it's, you know, I love your, you know, everyone wanting to do their career, but also as well as your career, you know, I saw my best friend, you know, at 41, I, well, I thought that was just a the best age mm. you know and then two years in after IVF the third time she went in they went no it's not gonna happen do you remember um about eight years ago Kirsty Olsop came out and said I think we're all doing it the wrong way around I think yes. that we should have have a family you know in our early 20s yeah and then once they've kind of you know got to school and you know they're a yeah, bit older then, then we then we go to university and have and a career, career. Yeah, yeah I remember when she said that and she was she was really criticized for it but there, yeah, was, she was. there was part of me that thought oh, actually you, you might but have a point you yeah because I just think that you know we women don't know about perimenopause so why would you not why would you not hold off because you wouldn't have a clue I mean the other day I was chatting with a journalist and um you know, she was 47 and she was really thinking she was going to have another child. Mm. And she just said, you know, now I've read your book and now I think she just said, I had no clue about this. I have one child who's four and I was thinking, you know, 47, 48, it's fine. Yeah. You know, and now I am worried, you know, and I said, yeah, it's, you know... It's, it's a lot tougher than, than you think. So when we're covering all this, it's great that when I'm doing these talks for like HR or in different companies, that the young girls, that we bring this up because then they can, you know, they, they're like, oh, okay. And then they start listening. And obviously not everyone wants to have kids. No, of course not. You know, I've got friends who no. have made that decision and they're happy with it and that's fine. But it's definitely something that you should be along aware of. Alongside, yeah. while you're having that, that, that thought process of, do I want to be a mum one day? I guess this needs to be part of that, that conversation, yeah, doesn't it? Because they didn't know about perimenopause. This is what I mean. It's, I didn't know about it. I had no idea. But now when I look on, I, on my app, I've got the, the symptom tracker. And now when I think back, I used to know that I would have those days and I would drink a lot more because I used to just think, oh, I just don't feel myself, mm. you know. And now, so what's this app? Is it? Is, is it? It's my app. Is it it's your called, app? Yeah, it's called Meg's Menopause. And so you've got symptom trackers yeah. on there, and can you just you do it every right, day? I'm gonna download it. Yeah, it's called the Meg's Menopause app, and it's got my products on there, and it's got a symptom tracker. It tells you how to make an appointment with your doctor. Always go in being very prepared. Knowledge is power. Yes. You know, our GPs, you know, they're great, but they only get taught maybe three hours or less on the menopause. Which is insane. And they're not even up to date. And, and you know, I mean, and I'm sure that, you know, we'd have to retrain all of them, you know, which, how are they going to, they're coping with COVID, they're coping with this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure that they don't really, you know, they, um, you know, they, some, there are courses that are run, run by Louise Newsom, but that's just if you just decide and you're a GP and you just decide that you will probably this weekend go and do it. Yeah, which, you, 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 you've got to have an interest in it anyway yeah, as so, a GP to then go and yeah, find out and more. And then all of, all of us, a lot of us have our, um, not so much in London, but like say when my dad lives in Norfolk, it's been the same doctor that I can remember. Well, he's, really old he's like 60 something and he's definitely doesn't know about body identicals and you know he just knows about this synthetic pill that he gives out to yeah. 
women and he says for five years and in Milton Keynes there was a whole thing there that they were only going to give it for five years oh yeah but it's still the Lancet papers are still flying around and they're still being you know so this is really interesting because um tomorrow I'm having a phone consultation with my GP mm-hmm. um I've had blood tests I've I've been having perimenopausal symptoms yeah I've had a blood test and tomorrow I'm having a conversation, which is pretty much, I think, going to be my GP either saying, yes, we're going to offer you the possibility of HRT or no, we're not. What questions? Tell me now. What questions should I be asking my GP? What you should do is, so you should be looking at your testosterone, your estrogen and your progesterone and you want to know what levels they are. I don't know offhand as a doctor because... Um, you're not a doctor doctor so i can't yeah so i i don't really know i can't say yours should be 20 or two but i guess i should be asking so if if but if if, if you're feeling like this you can um even with your periods i don't know if you are on the pill though because that's the problem see so i know women that that are not on the pill but they they then take um just for they they put the gel on Mm. uh before their periods to make so they feel a bit better also uh dr harper that i always work with she basically women that have really bad pms and really bad times she also gives them like a salitropan or citalopram just for 10 days to bring your serotonin level up there's nothing wrong with that and then you stop tell you just take it for that 10 days yeah and it's not doesn't work like an antidepressant because it's just bringing your serotonin levels up because when you take antidepressants you just have to wait you know it could be like you know eight weeks or something before they say it starts working probably yeah but this you just take that's so interesting and this is all on um if you go on my meg's menopause you can watch an igtv about perimenopause um it's probably it will say coffee in a chat and it will probably be about three weeks ago right i'm gonna look it up and i'm also gonna and you will watch her and me and then she will be able to tell she um, talks about everything. That's quite a good one to watch. But watch also that. on um, my website, there is a good piece. I don't know where it is, but if you go on it, it will tell you um, exactly, you know, when you go into your, um, if you're not happy with your doctor, it's like if you, you but you've already done that, that bit, so you're okay. But I always say you go to the reception and just say, you know, is there anyone who is a menopause specialist or is more interested? And then they might go, yeah. Also, when you sit there, I always find GPs. It's like when you're going and getting your hair cut and they're cutting your fringe, you just don't say anything. You just sort of sit there. <laughs> That's so true. And then you're like, leave and you're like, oh, why didn't I say anything? And the same way as, you know, with the GP, we just sort of sit there and we think, you know, but really you can have a million questions, write everything down on a piece of paper because you have a limited time. And when, sometimes when you get in there, you're all a bit like, oh, you know, and just say, what about this um, estradiol gel? Because it only costs the NHS four pounds. Wow. And it will save them, you know, it will heart attacks. Also, our um, pelvic floor, yes. which is the whole hammock. That there. was the other thing that I didn't realise was a huge with issue with the menopause. Yeah. So also, the lack of estrogen, that holds all those muscles that go right from the anus right the way through there. And that is also really held together by the estrogen again. So it's like, you know, I if I go to the gym now, I always wear black because if I'm like on the cross trainer or I go on a rebounder or I cough, 
It happens. Yeah. It happens when you give birth and then all of a sudden, and then it happens years later. So this is another thing that happens and that happens, I think that's one out of three women. That's why I didn't even know what tender lady was. I used to see these adverts, these amazing, good-looking, grey-haired ladies jumping around in jeans and it would say tender lady. Had no idea. Yeah. This is a multi-billion, billion, billion pound company and it's everywhere. Now I look in my every chemist and I see sanitary towels. I see more tenor lady in every chemist yeah. more than anything. So basically, we should just be all doing our pelvic floor exercises. Like, we should be, like, yeah. We, we, should, we should sit here right now and do them, should Yeah, you want <laughs> to keep doing them. Yeah, and that's why you want to be taking estrogen. Mm. So I have loads of people that, you know, when we, I start having these conversations, they're just like, you know what, I'm just going to go through it. I don't need anything. I'm like, no, you don't need anything. But do you want, we know that this is going to happen. So, you know, do you want to end up having to be wearing those knickers because, you know, you've waited too long? Yeah. You know, we know that we take the progesterone because it's it stops the lining. We take the estrogen in the morning, so you put it on and it's like the grass, it grows. And then you take the um, estrogen at night and it's like the lawnmower and it shaves away the access. So progesterone at night. Yeah, yeah. progesterone at night also helps you sleep. That's also derived from the yam as well. And um, this estrogen progesterone, um, if some people can't take it, it makes them bloat, it doesn't do this, but you can also just, um, you can just insert it in your vagina as well. Yeah, yeah. There's also, um, which I always ask for as well, which they don't give you unless you ask for, you ask for, um, you um, localise estrogen, it's like a tiny white tablet, mm-hmm. and you put that in your vagina and that will keep it soft, moist and all going. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't get paper thin because our vagina shrinks this way and that way as we get older this way and that way so you can't some by you know some women can't even put a small finger and it kills them so they stop going for smears so we now know that you know from the age of 60 a lot of women just stop because they stopped having sex they just don't really think so they just think oh i'm not going to go for a smear and that's why cervical five of the cervical cancers that there are out there are rife in women from 65 onwards because they just don't really it's too painful for them yeah you know but you can ask for a really small you know a dilator those things all these things are just like on the website and should be talked about yeah shouted about um yes. so as well as the hrt and you mentioned the exercises that you do yeah what other things i mean you um, in the book, you talk about how you kind of threw everything at it to be in with. You were just like, yeah, you don't tried do that. everything. Yeah, I spent thousands and thousands. Me and my friend Janice, I think she's on, yeah, this me and her chatting today on the, the Instagram. We did everything. I mean, we did tapping, we did acupuncture. Of course, it was all great. It was, we were all looking good and feeling good, but but not. But it wasn't doing anything. So, you know, I was had healers from Hawaii, I had I bought these things. I used to put my water on, and it would be like this, like this thing that was blessed. And I thought it was giving me great stuff with water. I was, you know, I was doing everything. But you know, it's like cost a fortune, and it's you know, you don't need to do that, ladies. Don't go out there and do that. All you need to do is is you know, and you'll see on my IGTV as well. I do. Um, I did one in lockdown. I look absolutely awful. But there, that is everything you get from your doctor. Oh, wow. 
And you can just, uh, you can take a screen, yeah, go on So that. we're looking at your IGTV and there's like maybe six or seven items there, aren't there? Yeah. So is that testosterone? That's testosterone, but it's a ladies one. I take the men's one, tester gel, because it's not licensed, but you know, I haven't grown a beard and I haven't, you know, turned into a man or grown a penis. I guess the difference with you is that you are in touch with loads of mental experts about this. Yeah. Through writing your book, through reading your website and yeah. everything else. And so you're pretty well informed so about I'm this stuff. So I'm saying every single thing is a available on the NHS now it might not be quicker because if you ask to go to your your GP cannot give you the tester gel has to come from a menopause clinic even though it's weird because it's just like down the road because it's licensed for men so can you ask your GP, GP. to refer you, you to the menopause, to a menopause clinic? clinic yeah okay um it's not a long it's quite a wait now I think you know it might you might be eight or nine months or whatever to go to one if you can afford to go once to um, a private doctor, a lot of them that I know, um, Dr. Harper, Sarah Matthews, I mean that you can go once to them and, you know, do your blood tests and do that and then and then carry on and go to your GP yeah, after. Yeah. And GPs, you know, they're very happy with that as well. Are they okay with you rocking up and saying, I've been to a private doctor, yeah, no, this absolutely. is what they think? No, no, I mean, if you go nowadays, this happens a lot, yeah. Um, so there's all this stuff to learn about. No, and, and the, mm. that's why it's so brilliant that your book is there for everyone to, you know, to yeah, learn this so stuff. Yeah, so you can, because also the other thing is, which is, which is told time and time again, there's the NICE guide, which is the NICE, the yes. NICE guide. Yeah. You do not have to have a blood test. If you are 45 over, you do not need to have a blood test from your doctor. And that's also on my uh, website. And also I read, um, I think it was Dr. Louise Newton yeah, who was saying this. Yeah, she's also saying it, yeah. She was saying that um, if your doctor refuses to give you HRT, you can refer them to the NICE guidelines, which say yeah, which if, you, you can. Yeah. If, if you are, um, if you have, you know, symptoms of the menopause or the perimenopause, then am I right in thinking they have to, they have yeah. to prescribe you HRT? So it is on the NICE and she has it on hers as well, yeah, because I downloaded it because I get loads of information from her. I learn all my stuff from Louise. <laughs> so, you know, this is, it's, you know, it's there. They have mm. to, you don't have to have a blood test from the age of 45. Mm -hmm. it, you, you can just go in there. So, I feel like you are doing so much to help women who yeah. are either perimenopausal or menopausal. Yeah. Um, let's just do a quick recap uh -huh. for, for the person listening. So, um, the new hot is out now. It's there, sitting right there, yes. of course. And um, honestly, I think that, that, you know, even if you're nowhere near perimenopausal, it is, it, you, especially if you're nowhere near yeah. perimenopausal, buy this book, book because it just takes you through. And it's such a lovely mixture of your own voice and your own experience mm. and experts kind of giving their view, which I think is really yeah. important. Um, so you've got that, you've got your website, which has got loads of like blog posts and information and videos, yeah. um, all your products that you um, have you know, created yeah. um, and your social media, which, you know, clearly and, you're doing, yeah. you know, IGTV. And then there is the app, the app yes. which is free and it's on mm -hmm. Android or on um, Apple. And the reason I like about it is because I set up this forum so women can speak. So it means it's a place where women are safe and they can chat all day yeah. long. Then you've got your symptom tracker. See, that I think is really useful because so many of us are used to doing period trackers, aren't we? Yeah. So it makes so much sense so to have a menopause tracker. how often, yeah. And then you just got this all the time. 
Um, and then you can go back and think, oh, yeah, that month I was feeling really weird. It wasn't PMS. It wasn't, you know, the lack. And I think this is where when you're like your age and you're perimenopause and you're just thinking, maybe that's just me being having PMS. Yeah. And, but this will, you know, you were saying like today you can put in like, oh, I had a hot flush today. Yes. So, Meg, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank it has you. been wonderful to talk to you. And just get some of your wisdom, just a small amount of your wisdom about this. I think it's, you know, it will have helped so many people. So thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much for having me. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.